Coming up, readings beyond the raffle and Theoryland approved conjecture. Deep dive into the spells and scrolls of nerd culture. Absorb Stormlight. Home sympathy. Arnas, Sayadar, and Sayadin. This is Phantology. You may have heard of us. What's up, Night Stalkers? This is Steven, your host with Phantology Podcast, along with my lifelong friends, Ben and Josh. And we're talking about Alex Varis, books four and five, Chosen and Hidden, so double feature. And that's going to be our plan for most of these books. We'll just do two and one because they're a bit shorter. Uh, So guys, book four, I thought, got a lot better. I thought this was a massive improvement. Book five, I guess I'm I'm kind of bearing the lead here. Um, and saying book five, I, I did not like as much. And actually, now I'm not even sure. Did I use that term right? Bearing the lead? Is that, is that <laughs> no, bearing means? the lead is when you don't say the lead initially. Oh, you're. Uh, I am. I you're am jumping the gun here. <laughs> yeah, I am uncovering the lead. I am grave digging the lead. Okay, whatever. Would <laughs> Would you guys think just kind of like high level uh, books four and five? Yeah, very similar opinion as you. I thought four. I mean, no spoilers yet, I guess, but it like definitely added a lot more texture to Alex as a character and it expanded the um, world in interesting ways. And we got some new background information. And so I thought that was great. And five, I felt like took a really a step back in terms of the scope that it was dealing with, right? Like it was very like isolated from other events. Mm-hmm. I feel like honestly, if I don't want no spoilers for Dresden, but this definitely felt like a changes to ghost story type situation where we had like a lot of stuff happen. And then it was like a very narrow field of focus in the very next book. Mm. And yeah, a lot of people kind of a, kind of a bridge book, if you will. <clears throat> yeah. So that's, I, I feel like similar thoughts as you. I think um, I, I roughly agree with you guys. I, I did enjoy book four. I thought it was uh Book four, I feel like built out Alex's character in a really, really cool way. You got to know him a lot better. And then book five, it it, it almost made you feel like you knew uh, Alex a little bit less. And it, with the focus so much on Anne, I feel like we lost a little bit of Alex in there. And again, with the main comp here being Dresden, I feel like we get a lot more information about Dresden characters, but the focus is always on Dresden himself. You know what I mean? Mm. With with some additional you know, uh, characters being fleshed out in short stories and and compelling character development during the series itself but i feel like this i feel like book five yeah my main struggle was it was it wasn't really focused on alex it was more focused on Anne, which i just didn't care enough about Anne at this point in the series that that really worked for me and so those are my kind of overview thoughts about book four and five and why i think book four worked and five didn't as much for me so before we go uh, much further into the review, we'll pause here for an ad break. And now we are back. And I saw Ben kind of gearing up for a response towards right before I, I cut him off. Yeah. So yeah, what were you going to say? Well, I also, I think that we should kind of open the floodgates to spoilers at this point, right? Is that kind of okay? Yeah, yeah. I, I think from okay. here, we're just going to go into start with book four, talk about it in more detail, then we can go over to hidden after that. 
Okay. I, I have one response to Josh kind of talking about um, being focused on Anne. I think I agree with that, but I also think one of the problems was that I think the series shines best when you're dealing with um, the multiple personalities interacting with each other. And it was when it was just Alex and, and Anne interacting with each other, then I felt like there wasn't as much there as I would have wanted. You know what I mean? Like you mm. didn't have the Luna, you didn't have the Arachne, you didn't have like all these other characters kind of there mm. to give their inputs and stuff. So anyway, I, I do still feel like yeah. I was focused on, on uh, Alex, but I felt like because there wasn't the larger cast of characters that I mean, kind of struggled, but we can kind of go back to book four now. Yeah. I mean, to play off that, I think book four, as it, there start, it starts in there playing Settlers of Catan all together at Alex's house and or flat. And I, th- I thought, like you said, it works really well when they're all together like that and they're kind of bouncing off each other and everyone's personalities are on display. So, I mean, really from beginning to end, book four, I thought was excellent and really leveled up the series for me. I think I, I had heard that this was going to happen and I'm pleased to say it really worked for me all the way through. Yeah. So, I mean, kind of the overall plot, right? Like you're playing Catan and then like, there's somebody on the roof and that starts the adventure, right? Like that's kind of, mm-hmm. and I thought that that worked really well. I, I really enjoyed the night, night, is it night stalkers or night walk, night stalkers? Night, night stalkers. I'm pretty night sure. Stalkers. Yeah. I enjoyed them a lot as a, as a villainous troop because it really, it gives you the impression that like everybody's the hero of their own story, right? Like, yeah. Like Will could have been the hero of his story, you know, out for, to take vengeance on you know this long lost rival and getting a group of outcasts together yeah plucky group of outcasts they're all kind of underpowered they have different fun powers like in another universe this is the story right exactly uh and and uh alex really is the villain because he just went in blew everything up and then you know walked away from it unscathed and now he's just living Mm -hmm. a normal life you know so I thought that was like, I can't think of very many times where I've seen that done at all, you know, where it's just like this, this villain of this series that in other circumstances could be the hero of this, uh, the hero of the series. So I thought that worked really well. I, I agree mostly with that. I think that the problem with that is that I felt like the ending was forced to make uh, Alex make those hard decisions and make the decision to kind of lead to all these people's deaths. Whereas if, if I'm forgetting the kid's name, the leader of their the Night Stalkers, well, whereas if Will would have been a little like an actual kind of hero, he he definitely would have maybe sacrificed himself so that his friends could get yeah. away or like not has you know and and I feel mm-hmm. like but I feel like uh, they they wanted or Benedict wanted uh, Alex to go through these um, go through this like trial of having these deaths weigh on him and break up his little posse as well. Yeah, that's kind of my thoughts about it. Yeah, I agree. Like, Will definitely had hubris going on, and it absolutely like he's ends up not being very, very good at all. But like, I I think I also agree with you that the ending did feel forced. I feel like I'm kind of like T man on this one. Like, Alex could have found a way, <laughs> you know, without um, without resorting to what he did. I mean, I think the way he builds the plot. Sure, I I agree with you that the plot is forcing his hand to some degree and Benedict Jaka definitely wanted this to happen and so these events were structured in a way where it made sense that ultimately he would have to make this decision 
But I also think it really shows like Alex is on the run and he's desperate. And this has happened multiple times where these guys keep on coming off to off him. And, and he is really underpowered. Like he's only got a few moves and he can't compete with these guys that, you know, even though Will and his friends are just adepts, he still doesn't have really any offensive firepower. So I think the plot, while it pushes him towards this decision, also puts you in a, in the shoes of a very desperate protagonist who feels like he can't do anything else. And he does try a few times. Like he calls him on the phone and he says, look, dude, like you have got to stop this or, or you know, bad stuff is going to happen. And still it doesn't work out. So he, he does try. I don't know. As I was reading, I was thinking, what else could he have done? And I don't know. I mean, sure, there's always like some kind of deus ex machina that comes down from the sky and makes everything better. But uh, that didn't exist in the story. Yeah. And I think that it really does set the tone at the very beginning with Alex having like that death scare where he gets stabbed and, you know, rescued by Anne. Yeah. So so definitely like ups the stakes a little bit for sure. Like where he's, he can't really afford to treat these people like they're. Mm -hmm. However, I don't know, man, like lead him into some type of non-lethal trap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like why, why couldn't you have, why couldn't you have uh, gotten the, what, what are the cops in this universe called the keepers? No, the keepers, yeah, the, count, the, yeah, the keepers, keepers. The count, well, he did call yeah. the keepers. Yeah. But I feel like he could have made the keepers see them breaking a law and then like the keepers arrest them or something like that. Well, no, no, I mean? they did. They, they attacked, they attacked Caldera. Right. And they refused to do anything. Hmm. I'm so at that point, Alex was like, okay, got it figured out. They they attacked a keeper. So therefore the council will just step in and intervene. And the council was not having it. So yeah, I mean, maybe that could have worked and that would be the story, but oh yeah, that's yeah. right. Because they it doesn't happen. It's because they were tracking them for something. That was another kind of issue. It seems like the they're setting this, like he was setting this group up to be like potentially a larger actor, like because what's his face? Uh the fire. Sonder, yeah, Sonder. Sonder had talked about how they were trying to track him as well, right? Uh, uh, yeah, like the they were, were definitely aware of him. Yeah, so it felt like they're maybe setting them up to be a bigger, like, you know, a pawn mm-hmm. of a bigger player. We'll see how that. We're, we'll see where that goes. I haven't. It didn't really pan out anything in book five. I do think we need more internal council stuff at this point because the keepers and the council are just kind of like this nebulous. Yeah, you know, guys sitting on a throne laughing while everything burns to the ground. Like they, yeah. they just seem evil for no reason. Or maybe yeah, it not seems evil, like just a just source of not caring. Yeah, yeah, it seems like there's just a source of villains that come from them. Yeah, and we've seen it. We've seen a few members, but not enough to the point where we can like really buy into this idea that they are so arrogant that they're not going to do anything to help Alex. Out. Well, absolutely no spoilers. But if you want that, I think you're going to enjoy book six. Okay, good. I'm like halfway through right now. So yeah, but like maybe like tap some of his like tap arachnia, you know, like lead them to her lair or lead them to, I don't know, just because it seems like he made that promise to Anne that he was going to find a non-lethal way. And in the back of his mind, he already knew that he was going to have to break that promise. And so for me, I'm well, like, he like, he like didn't break the promise because he didn't kill them. Somebody else. But he knew, he knew that like, right. it was, you know. And so to me, I'm like, either be upfront with Anne that like, you don't think that this is going to be a promise that you're going to be able to keep or just don't make the promise. You know, I can't remember at what point he actually makes that promise, but he definitely tries several things to solve and none of it ever works. So I, 
I don't know exactly how how much blame to put on Alex for making a hasty promise that he didn't think he could actually keep. I, I yeah, I think I just remember like some type of internal dialogue that's like you know something in the back of my mind. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, he definitely could have been more upfront. Like, hey, this may not happen, but yeah. yeah. But I think I think that overall it does show what he's willing to do as a character, right? Like it it shows it does show his roots as a dark mage. It shows or an apprentice to a dark mage. Mm-hmm. You know, like the fact that he's even able and willing to like devise that plan, you know, does show that he's not afraid of having some blood on him. And and you do kind of get that at the end of book three. I don't know where he kind of goes goes in and kills all the guards. That was pretty crazy. So yeah. Yeah. And I think the full fleshing out of the backstory was good and and the whole story with Delio and Shireen and I mean that that was all that, you know, that further enhanced everything going on and just raised the stakes and made people seem, I mean, is it much more gray than we've seen in previous books and really kind of separates from Dresden more where, you know, yeah, Dresden's maybe kind of a great character, but he's really someone who you can always count on to have upstanding moral fiber. And well, so I will say the thing about Dresden is it does use a lot more of uh, creatures and stuff in the, in the books. Like Dresden might be blasting through vampires. And so you don't really care that he's killing these vampires because they're vampires or whatever, whatever the creature that they're fighting, fae, vampires, whatever in Dresden. Whereas there's not Mm -hmm. very many creatures in, you know, the series so it does feel a little bit more brutal because he's killing humans i guess that might be a reason why i hear to uh not think of dresden as as gray of a character as alex yeah i could buy that but yeah i i really like delio's backstory that was pretty crazy where she just straight up you know basically kills her best friend and that's who's kind of like lurking in the back of her mind you know and again like that's the thing man it sets up all these really cool character dynamics and then book five comes along and just kind of really narrows that view yeah it seems like in book five he's trying to do something similar with Anne and make a, a direct comparison between harry's background or not harry alex's <laughs> background and, and Anne's background before we go to book five though any anything else from book four i thought that the use of magic i thought is is continually increasing like the fight scenes and using like the adepts using their like one skill set in different ways I, I thought that that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I thought that Richard is a continuing growing menace that, you know, we've seen where, right. You know, like Delio's just basically booby trapped his old mansion and will just kill anybody that comes in it because she's been told to keep an eye on it. So I thought that that's kind of, that slow build has really been working for me of when is Richard going to come back? Right. Um, right. The obvious, like real big, bad, being set up here at least we assume at this point that yeah. i think that that worked pretty well yeah, at this point especially when how it's done so like in a pretty it's not overhanded it's not like overly done where it's like it's just like oh we'll put it in a setting that is has connections to richard you know what i mean like so that it's just kind of like in the background that you're aware of it so i thought that was cool i thought that alex uh being used as a finder um to like and that was his kind of big sin that he did was found somebody that they ended up kidnapping and killing. That worked for me because it's not like Alex really got his hands dirty, but he was definitely like part of it without having to, I don't know. 
And then the fact that like that kind of snapped him out of himself out of it really quickly and that he tried to rescue her from prison. You know, it, it really does tell you like, hey, Alex has always been really good. You know, like he might have gone through like he might have had bad influence at some point in his life, but like he was able to snap himself out of it pretty quickly. Yeah, good. But, you know, obviously willing to do bad things. Yeah, like that's the thing. I think he he goes down a dark path. The thing, the interesting thing to me, and I can't remember this was built out in book four or five was Alex's like back backstory, you know, like when he was a kid, like he didn't have any like trauma in his life. He was just kind of like an angsty kid, right? Like he had his, he was like a little bullied, but, and with a dad that uh, he has a dad as a college professor that didn't seem like abusive at all. He's just, he's kind of, he has a, you know, disagrees with his like moral philosophy, but like, can't really mm-hmm. you know, use that as an excuse, you know, like it, he wasn't like orphaned. He wasn't right. Yeah. You know, he, he had like a relatively stable upbringing. Yeah, exactly. It's like down a, yeah. went down a really dark road for no real apparent trauma related reason. Well, I think I agree with that. Um, I think that one thing that he was struggling with was his uh, div- divination and that played into him getting bullied. Right. And then when you have a dad that's like, oh, just like turn the other cheek, like just, you know, it'll get better. And like, it's not getting better. And you keep on getting bullied that. And then somebody comes along and offers you power and like a way to you know, beat the bullies. Yeah. I think that that, I mean, I mean, no, I know. It, 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 trauma, I think it's, but you know, it, it's well done. It's well yeah. set up, but it doesn't make you really root for Alex in the way that you would. It, it, I think it contributes to the grayness of his character. Yeah. You know, like if somebody's like plucked out from an orphanage by a, by this, you know, like figure that offers them a home and stuff, then that's like, well, you can't really blame them for if that person turns out to be evil. You know yeah. what I mean? Whereas if somebody's in high school and just like goes, gets a bad mentor and it really they have a good support system, they just chose that bad mentor and can't, you know, you can put a little bit more blame on their shoulders, I guess. And yeah, it's, it's kind of similar to Rachel and Delio too, right? Like, Oh, like, you know, we, we're out here to make the world a better place for, for women mages. And, but like, now that we've associated ourselves with Richard, like nobody else is going to take us and we'll just be taken advantage of. And so it's kind of like the slow walk down Mm -hmm. again, not through any like crazy bad decisions, but enough bad, like slightly bad decisions that they end up in a really bad spot. Yeah. I'm really hoping that as we see more of Richard, he is written in a really kind of menacing, I'm not sure what a, a good comparison is, but someone who is able to, just like a master manipulator and is able to get yeah. people to always make the wrong choice every time and become evil. And it seems like that's what's being hinted at where he's this real composed kind of normal looking dude, but totally. we're also so so scared of him because of kind of unknown reasons at this point. Like it's it's been a little more of like a, like a tell don't show like there's been some especially in the back in the backstory that we've seen there's been some hints of the way that he operates but nothing in present day yet really so i'm hoping that as time goes on we're able to really get the menace of richard you know one thing that would make me incredibly happy with the series is if richard ends up being on the right side of whatever like underlying conflict is brewing oh man and like alex needs to work with him or not against him or whatever you know like there's definitely going to be some type of richard alex force team up at some point in the series i don't know i could see more of a an alex 
Delio force team up. Actually, I don't know. She's in she uh, like well, they've already Alex, kind of been forced to team Cinder. up. Alex yeah, yeah. Cinder, I can't, I can't you, you see. teamed up with Cinder. Yeah, yeah Alex yeah, and Cinder are like best friends. <laughs> that's already they have like, yeah. a, they have like a bromance going on. I was yeah, trying to right. I was trying to think of something that would work, but I, I don't think that Alex Richard is gonna work ever. I don't I think uh, that I think that Richard might be I think that there might be like an Armageddon thing coming and Richard might be no, trying Richard to usher in the Armageddon man from the freaking alternate reality that he visited. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe he went there to stop the Armageddon or like find a new... I don't know. I'm just saying that like, I think it'd be that, a really cool this, You know, listeners, we know nothing more. We're, this is yeah. like pure speculation. Yeah, this is pure speculation. I mean, I guess, yeah. That could be table. cool, Josh. I, I just don't see it happening at this point. I, I but... just think it would elevate the series a lot and make you kind of... I think it'd be cool. Anyway, yeah. It's not like I'm... It's just one of those things that I think would be a fun payoff. Yeah, St- Stephen. Since you described Richard that way, I'm trying to think of a good comparison because I know that there's been a few that, like, either in Hollywood, like, there's been you know these really creepy characters that are almost like just very manipulative. We know come up with a good- listeners. If you come up with a good comparison, let us know. I think there's a decent one in First Law that I don't want to say because of spoilers, but it's not in the same type of manipulation. It's really more way in the background. Yeah. Maybe like a maybe like a Peter Baelish Littlefinger almost, but he doesn't seem quite as sinister. Yeah, never and never really holds as much power as it seems like Richard does. Yeah, I don't know, but the scene where to kind of like jump into book five a little bit, the scene where we do see Richard flex some power is when like the apprentices and oh, what's her name, the mind mage, they like finally find uh, Alex and Anne, and so like they're ready to like kind of start fighting and then richard just like trots up and like everybody's like oh crap we gotta just like give this guy some space let him figure it out like he just totally commands the situation without even like raising a finger you know yeah yeah so in book five is is the big return and we do start to see a little bit of what i was asking for and that's that's crystal by the way she's the mind me she's been yeah in the background i thought that that was really well done in book five is just kind of having her pop up just so you don't forget the conflict in was it book three or something where she yeah so that was yeah and i think he's planning on like i'm not expecting too many new elements to be introduced like okay new things will certainly happen but i feel like he's got his core cast of characters at this point maybe like one or two editions but i think he's planning on reusing a lot of these um from the previous books yeah and he does a good job of kind of like rotating them through you know what i mean like Oh, Sanda's mm-hmm. gonna be disliking Alex for a while, so we don't have to really have him as a character in this book, or you know, or yeah. So that's kind of yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Dresden formula, where it's like every third book was a vampire book, every fifth book was a Denarian book, yeah. whatever. Like that actually was the case for the first like fifteen books or so, but and in this case, it's like books three and five were both kind of. uh what are they what are they called the uh like alternate realities that they go into shadow shadow realms yeah yeah shadow realms yeah yeah so we're starting to see like a a recurrence of a lot of the plot threads although i think my main issue with book five was we kind of already saw this in book three a lot of mm-hmm. these plot elements were in book three already happened doesn't seem like it's super new and exciting because we've just already seen it yeah kind of like the constructs you're like all right i'm getting a little bit tired of the constructs you know what i mean yeah and 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 sagash like just having these kind of 
pretty powerful council wizards or wizards that that you're supposed to be scared of, but they haven't really done anything too menacing, you know. Well, so Sagash isn't a council. Well, yeah, yeah, but just yeah, that that level, the upper level, level wizards, upper level, yeah, 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 who's supposedly able to just like take Alex out with a flip of their for some reason, and going to the party right at the beginning where it's like, oh, here's another party that him and Luna are gonna attend you know it, it is kind of getting a little bit a little bit stale you know you're like i need the thing need is i happen. i really like these formulas when you when you feel like you can kind of live in the city and live in their life a little bit like kind of the opening mm-hmm. with Catan thing i i kind of like those things i just feel like there needs to also be there needs to be a, an overarching kind of plot that needs to start to emerge and i feel like we're getting there but haven't gotten there yet yeah I agree. I feel well. I feel like that was that's what book four was kind of inching us closer to, right? Was it's like book oh. four. I mean, book five was a big step forward too. Richard finally came back, and well, you had that one scene with right, but that was it. Well, the fact that he's back is obviously massive. But you're you've basically been told that he kind back. of knew he was back by then. Well, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like Voldemort coming back. You're like, okay, well, yeah, I knew I knew he was going to come back. Yeah, yeah, but Voldemort comes back, and that's so book much four. more dramatic, right? Like yeah. this, the scene with the graveyard and Cedric dying and comes back in this ritual, like that's all much more dramatic than what we saw here. That's true. But, but him coming back, wasn't that surprising, right? Well, it's sure. just done better. Sure. But it also sets up Voldemort as this very evil, evil, evil character, right? Well, Richard, I mean, he is evil, but at the same time, he doesn't well, want people to really think he's evil. Like his title is dark mage, but at the same time, he's just like such a smooth talker. And again, we're basically, we're basically just told he's evil. I mean, we, we do see that he didn't really care about that person's life. And we do see like that. He pit what it, the, the Rachel and Rachel and yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. We do see that he, he pitted them together. So we've seen him do some like pretty evil things, but not much more evil than like other villains that we've seen throughout the season that Alex is able to take out pretty easily. Yeah. This season. I, I can agree with that. And season, I, still still in season one. Still in season Maybe one. this was a book two is probably I think we're in, one I think we're in season two. Yeah. 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 I think book yeah, one was season we're one in finale. Season two. Book four is a season finale. And then book five is. Yeah. Big, yeah it's, a, it's a three season show. Every four books is a season. Maybe like later it. on they get more action packed. We break it up into four or five seasons. Yeah. I I like that. I mean, it, it was kind of a. Yeah. When Alex. And that was part of Alex's thing. Like. He never lies, right? He kind of he might like warp the truth a little bit, but he'll never lie. Mm-hmm. And everything just seems so logical when he's talking. So he's just um, Black Aja. Yeah, exactly. Well, actually, Black Aja can lie. So he's um he's Black Aja, but he's masquerading as a regular Aes Sedai. Sure, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah. So and and the fact that like Anne doesn't have like this immediate. Like she actually considers, like she's like, no, we should, we should go with him. You know what I mean? And I, so I thought that that was a really cool interaction. There was that Anne was kind of willing to go with Richard, and Alex was like, well, we should just go like to Sagash. You know what I mean? And yeah, because she was much more afraid of Sagash, and he right, was much, he more, was much more afraid. Of, yeah. yeah, right. And right. so you you kind of get this weird interaction where it's like, well, which evil you're going to choose? And of course, of course, you do the other thing that like. Alex is more comfortable with, but that was kind of an interesting tension. Yeah, that that juxtaposes the two backstories that these books are both trying to set up. And I thought Anne's backstory was interesting. 
overall, she's kind of an, she, she's a frustrating character because you want her to kind of forgive Alex based off her own backstory. It seems like maybe she should be more understanding that Alex was, was in an impossible situation in book four, like she has been in her life in the, in, in years prior. So I thought that was a little annoying. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that it's more, it more has to do with her own like coping mechanisms that it's, it's almost like if you're, I guess I'll make the analogy. It's like, maybe if you're, if you're sober, right. You don't want to be around people that are drinking, right. If or I guess if you're like a recovering, sure. alcoholic, right. Like Fair enough. it's just like, it's like, look at, I hate killing. It's like made me want to like kill myself. So like, maybe you do have to do it, but I'm not going to be around you. You know what I mean? I feel like that's kind of the attack that she took. Which yeah. I think is understandable, you know? Yeah, yeah. And obviously there's so much trauma here that uh, the logical decision is is not always there. You kind of go with, uh, you, you you go with the emotions and a lot of it with this negative emotion. Well, and especially, the, yeah. I mean, where Anne ends up, she was willing to just die so that she wouldn't have to kill again. You know what I mean? At the at the very end. And that's when, that's when Alex kind of had to, you know, give her that most harsh pep mm-hmm. talk in the world, you know? So it at least was believable where she was at, like mentally. Yeah. yeah. I thought the shadow realm here was was cool. It was kind of spooky. It was it, it really had some good imagery and and uh so so the setting was fine, but again, we'd already kind of seen it. And then the blink fox thing, I'm assuming that's gonna be become like this a made companion. me so happy. Yeah, gotta, gotta I was have like, the animal is- companion. Yeah, I really was thinking the one thing this series is missing is a good animal companion. And then this right. seems to be rectifying this situation. I mean, I reckon kind of was that, but we need the fact that human level intelligence just seems weird to me, though. Well, I think it's like kind of in a different way than like a human. Like it's it's very smart and can do. That's how it's it obviously can't. Yeah, yeah, I know that's how it's described, but it's not like it's talking to him. Like he's not going to be carrying out conversations with it on the on the regular. I mean, it's kind of like how. Dresden, well, Mister is just a regular cat, kind of. Um, but Mouse is like really smart as well. Yeah, it's true. But yeah, okay, so I do, I did like the Blink Fox. I wish this might be a worst of the best, maybe. But I wish that the Blink Fox would have done a little bit more to help get him out. You know, like kind of biting uh, Crystal on the arm, maybe it could have been a little bit more. You know, like the Blink Fox has teleporting magic. Maybe it could have use that magic to get them out or something that's a little criticism you're you're expecting more if it's human level intelligence (laughs) i'm expecting a little bit more than just like a bite on the arm when at a crucial moment i'm expecting well you don't want too much of a of a deus ex machina just like come in oh the fox saves the day what well sure but like he didn't notice the fox since like the first act or the second actor like when Mm. he kind of had this thing in the back of his mind and then he was like kind of made friends with it and like told him okay told him sure sure the fox like was smart enough to know that he wasn't coming through the front door anymore so like went around and found where they're coming out like the fox did a lot like there's a lot of positioning to get the fox there just to like kind of save dresden and like the a kind of lame way you know i'm not complaining i'm glad the bling fox is there but yeah no that's fair that's fair yeah i i got my worst of the best already if we're, if we're just gonna do worst of the best now I guess Ben did his without without much of a lead in, but uh, we'll, okay, have to, we'll, have to, we'll edit that in. The worst of the best.
With so many exemplary moments in this book, it's almost unfair to nitpick. But that's the segment. It's the pimple on the princess. The stain on the satin. And the terror before the triumph. The unfortunate portion of an otherwise stellar performance. Someone has to point it out. Sure. Okay. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Okay, where's the best for me is Crystal. Just in general, her character. I want more from her character. Like, I want her to... I feel like um, there's potential for her and Alex to, like, do a team-up, you know, where she is, she's gray enough that, like, you... You feel bad. She's not great. Are you joking? She's me? evil. She's, she's evil, but she's evil. She has no redeeming factors. She's hot. <laughs> she's hot. Yeah. She has well, zero okay, redeeming feel, factors. Kind of. But I feel like she could be kind of like Laura Wraith from, from Jurassic Park. No. All she cares about is obtaining an eternal life. Yeah. Jo- Josh yeah. is hoping she 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 becomes. She she, you know. No, well, she, no, I, I feel think... like you guys the, who who is the seductress one from like book two? Meredith? Right? Meredith. Meredith is more of a contender. Dang, how do oh, I yeah, get for that? Sure, yeah. Yeah, for sure, Meredith. But I, I do feel like Crystal, I don't know. Hear me out. Hear me out. Like no, no. she she is a she's a terrible person. Okay, sorry, I'll hear you out. Well, he okay, fine. Maybe if Meredith would pop in the scene, he needs somebody that he can like play off of that he kind of has like a will they won't they relationship where they're bad. He knows that she's bad for bad for him. And like but he's like drawn to her and she'll help him out, but like probably make things worse by helping him out. Like there, yeah. I wish that there's a character like this and it seems like it could be crystal, but yeah, it seems like he does just seem like he wants yeah, to. Make no, crystal. there's no redeeming factors. That's but, kind no, of, I, yeah, but just like making, <laughs> making, the will they won't there's Anne right now. No, but Anne yeah, is, but it's also weird with Anne because, yeah. because Anne is, uh, you know, what's his face is kind of obsessed with Anne. Wait, Sonder. who's obsessed with Anne? So, no, oh, Saunders. Uh, no, no. Saunders. Uh, no, Luna likes that. Uh, yeah, Saunders likes Luna. Saunders likes Luna. But what her her like bodyguard friend? Guy. No, there. He's not interested. In, she. He feels responsible. Varian. Yeah. Feels responsible, but not not a will they won't they take. Varian doesn't mm-hmm. really like her. He just feels responsible. I don't know. I think is is Varian is Varian the one where Alex has a conversation with him and Varian's like. You realize why no one likes Anne? It's because she's yeah. a freaking weirdo. She's <laughs> just a weirdo. Yeah, like, yeah, because they can all see the the <laughs> not Anne. That was also worse than the best. With the her her like split personality was just called not Anne. I'm like, oh, you gotta kind of come up with a better thing than just hyphenating a name with a not in front of it. All right, Stephen, yeah. what's your worst of the best? Ben Ben's too critical of my worst of the best. Apparently, yeah, your worst yeah. of the best makes no sense. Freaking, it Christmas. does. She's like Crystal. She's like Crystal could be done a lot better. She's not like <laughs> Hitler. Like, oh. <laughs> she is. That's a big. That whoa. That's big. She might. She's well. She wants to sacrifice everybody that we. She's not genocidal. Her. She wants to find she the secret genocidal. to eternal life. She's <laughs> gonna kill anybody that she thinks is gonna help her. She's like, that's, I'm gonna kill every way different than in the world okay, until I find it eternal. That's life. way. That's way different than Hitler. Oh, Hitler she like, wanted to exterminate the Hitler card too. Too. Quickly. All right. She's she's like the the Nazis from Raiders of the Lost Ark. We'll we'll say that is fair. <laughs> good good in between, Stephen. <laughs> Yeah, Ben's like, I'll listen to you, Josh, but you're wrong, and you're still wrong. <laughs> uh, just... My worst of the best, I, I, yeah, I didn't really, actually, didn't prepare one. I'll just, 
I'll just kind of riff off of yours, Josh, and I'll say that there needs to be more sexual romantic tension throughout the books that 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 really I don't know I I enjoy that I think it drives forward some things and makes for some interesting conflicts and there's just not very much of it there there was a little bit with Luna at the in the first few books but it never really it just kind of seemed forced at that time and I'm still not really buying any of it well there's a little bit in book five where not Anne was like you realize you could just like take advantage of us right now and he was like no I would never do that yeah and like yeah, and Anne is like not wearing as much, yeah, you know, as as would be proper, and right, it's like oh, yeah, and but he's it, snuggled up in his jacket, it definitely yeah. like paints a picture where it's like, you know, I don't know. But I the, their don't... interactions with each other are never like when they actually talk to each other; they're all pretty stilted. Yeah, it's, like, it it never feels like they're flirting. They don't they don't have a ton of chemistry. And I, I don't love Anne as a character, so I'm not like I'm not cheering for the relationship. Maybe maybe I could see her character getting better. It's just I feel like this book was the was the book that needed to get her character better. And for me, it just made me feel sorry for her, but it didn't really make me like her more. Yeah, I could see that. You definitely feel sorry for her. I mean, she she went through a lot of stuff. And the yeah. fact that she's like trying to like open the medical center and people are just like abusing her, you know, and just like, man, girl needs to catch a break, you know. Yeah. And the and you do feel bad for her too at the end of at the end of book four because she like puts all of her trust in Alex and is like, oh, maybe a mage isn't gonna be that bad and I can trust in somebody. And then she, you know, ends up, you know, being disappointed by him. And I think that's fine to build sympathetic characters, but I also think you want your characters to be cool and yeah. and just isn't very cool. Yeah, she needs to, she should have had a little bit more like agency and like a little bit more drive to get herself out of this situation, you know? Yeah, just do a few cool kind of, you know, punk things or whatever and we'll like her. What do you think about the, oh, what's his name? Like the um, Sagasha's apprentices, like the the girl with two swords and how, how you took her on. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I don't remember their names either. I wonder if they'll be recurring or not. I don't think Wait, so. actually, they, do, do they make it out? Well, I mean, they're just Sagasha's apprentices. I don't think he's going to... I just couldn't remember if they survived other events or not, but... Uh, the uh, the part I thought was funniest was when Harry... Er, gosh dang it. Alex is like, oh, don't hurt don't hurt me, don't hurt me, and then just like nut shots the guy. Like, just like kicks him in the balls. That was pretty funny. Alex has got to... Well, he's he's got to go for whatever little tricks he, do, he doesn't have. Yeah. any offensive power other than that kind of stuff yeah and then like uh beating the girl with two swords by like getting her to fall off the cliff that was pretty cool too oh okay i actually <laughs> do remember this yeah and how she like tries to use two swords and it just like doesn't work out for her that that seemed like a scene from a movie or a tv show that's just like written like, oh who does this you know just completely fails that was funny okay any uh any final thoughts on chosen or hidden yeah, Josh, when uh, I listened to these episodes that you guys recorded before, and I think, Josh, you had like a phrase that kept on reoccurring that was like his uh-huh. uh, intuitions. I did not notice it after the book that you were talking about. Like, I didn't notice it in book four or five. But the ones that I've noticed is when he like is looking into the future. And he's like, and then the futures uh, like phased out and went away or something like that. There's always like that um, similar language that's used for those. Yeah, I noticed him using it less in these books too. 
but I do I do feel like overall I liked the magic more at the beginning than I do now. I just feel like he hasn't really done anything interesting in the last few books with his with his mage magic. He just kind of does the same thing of like checking futures, picks the best course of action, check futures, pick the best course of action, da 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 da. Mm-hmm. I feel like I just which is fine, but I feel like there's room for this to be a little bit inventive and he needs and to some, level up more cool yeah he, yeah he yeah, needs to like sure. meet a mentor or something that like that mentor that uh we met in the first book that he kind of like teleported to and had the conversation with and the guy's like see you never and then like walked away he needs to go meet that guy again and like learn some more tricks or get some cool artifact that unlocks some you know something yeah he needs to level up more yeah and that's that's another thing not to keep comparing it to Dresden, but you feel like Dresden kind of does like level up every book a little bit, you know, he gets, gets something cool, gets a new ability. Learns yeah. Something. And a lot of times he has to give up a part of himself to do that too. You know? Oh, what, what are you going to just do? I think Dresden does the same. It is kind of a meme in Dresden where he just gets beat up, beat up, beat up, beat up, beat up until he's like as beat up as he can possibly be. And then he like suddenly pulls from a well of energy. Like Dresden for sure has mm-hmm. its like things. It has too. its quirks. That's the one thing. At least Alex is good at not getting beat up too badly. <laughs> He dodges attacks for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys excited for book six? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad I don't have to uh, to wait any longer to get back into the series. Ready to go. I'm yeah. hoping it's better than I'm hoping it's better than hidden. I'm halfway through right now. And so I don't want to give anything away. I'm excited to talk about it with you. All right. Ben, Josh, this is about fun. I, I don't know if I've had, have, if we have both of you guys on an episode together been, for a while. It's been a bit. Yeah, because I've mostly been doing Cradle and this, and Ben's mostly been yeah. doing... Yeah. Hey, I did Will of the Many. I, so I finally finished Will of the Many. I know I talked to you guys about it. Okay, yeah. We'll end this recording. And then... Yeah, uh, check out our interview with uh, James Eilington if you're interested in that book. And uh, yeah, Josh, drop, drop your takes in the chat, in our special chat over Discord. All right. And if you're listening and want to chat with us, you can do that uh, on Discord or comment or whatever, but links are going to be in the episode description. And we don't have a special chat for Alex Varis, but if we get enough fans that are clamoring for it, we will do it. Yeah, for sure. We hope we hope you will. Because... All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye.